Yeah, I think the part of, that can be so difficult about reviews sometimes is because it's subjective, people lose faith in the process mm-hmm. and they don't feel like they're getting their fair shake. Right. And it, saying, well, what do I get to speak into it? And that's why we actually suggest in performance reviews that team members fill out a self-evaluation. Mm-hmm. And if you're here in, in, in your review process, you don't have an opportunity to do that officially. I still think you should do it for your manager. Hi, my name is Chris Zaug, and welcome to Let's Talk Teams, a podcast by Uptick, the one-on-one meeting software that helps managers and their teams get on the same page. But more than that, actually having better conversations with one another, not just talking about projects or status updates and all the stuff you can do via email. It digs into the nitty-gritty things, how work is going and how your team members work best, the conversations you never get to really have. This week, we're going to finish our series on five reasons why you might be giving bad performance reviews. We're going to take an excerpt from our How to Give a Great Performance Reviews course. Now, this course was put together to help managers and team members have a great review experience. So many of us don't. They're terrible. They have uh, all sorts of negative connotations. And we want to remove those and make this something that actually helps build trust with the team member actually helps make them more productive and helps them see their future a little more clearly as we talk about professional development. One of the difficulties with performance reviews is they tend to be disconnected from measurable results. I mean, most of us don't have jobs where we count our widgets that we create every day and we made 20 yesterday and we made 21 today. And okay, so our performance review comes around and they say, great, you increased 5%, way to go. So if you're not gonna do it that way, you're going to have to add some subjective, um, subjective things into the review, which is difficult because we've all got our biases. I have my biases. I have things I like. And uh, so it's really important to, to, to take some of that out of it. Now, in our company, transparently, we use performance reviews for some comp stuff. And so we score some of the questions that we, that we have in the review. We have seven questions. We score four of them. And two of them have to do with productivity and goals. And two of them are more cultural, impact on the team and virtues and values, things like that. Well, clearly the last two at the very least are going to be subjective, right? So I'm going to say, um, hey, I think you've done a really great job at the way you've interacted with the team and the way you've helped your teammates and supported them. That's going to be a subjective thing, but I'm still scoring it. And that's, that can be a problem. Yeah, it can be tough. Uh, Especially when we think through different sections of reviews when, um, some people's jobs, as you were saying, just lend themselves to being measured. Things like mm-hmm. sales. You either hit your quota or you didn't. Or you came this much short or you exceeded by this much. Other jobs are just can be tougher to, to do that with. Mm-hmm. Like with on our team, we have a software development team. And so we were setting goals for this last quarter. And I was working with the team. And some of it is just like, are we getting our projects done within our, our scope of time? Right. Like right. how effective right. are we being in our productivity? But other things then are looking at problems on the team or opportunities that we have to to get better or remove some problems and assigning those to different people mm-hmm. and saying, you know, these are goals for you to pursue. And did you get to this point? Did we remove the problem as a way of doing some goal setting? But yeah, I think the part of, that can be so difficult about reviews sometimes is because it's subjective, people lose faith in the process mm-hmm. and they don't feel like they're getting their fair shake. Right. And it, saying, well, what do I get to speak into it? And that's why we actually suggest in performance reviews that team members fill out a self-evaluation. Mm-hmm. And and if you're here in, in, in your review process, you don't have an opportunity to do that officially. I still think you should do it for your manager and ask it of your team to do because it gets them engaged in the process and they'll actually change your thinking 
right. in, in most often a really positive way because they'll remember the things that you don't remember. As we talked about with recency bias, you'll remember maybe the things that didn't go so well and they can remind you of the things that are that, that did go really well. Mm-hmm. They're not objective. They're not like a, a rating system, but they can remind you of ways that they've had an impact on each other. Mm-hmm. And, and that will help round out the the subjectivity of some things in the review because both people's perspective are represented. It's not just the manager's hot take. Right. And we recognize that some of this is going to feel unfair. And we do talk about this in some of the the resources you can download because, you know, Michael's a different kind of manager than I am. I'm kind of a positive guy. So I want to give everybody a high score. Michael might be more realistic and wanting to develop people. And so he's going to give people a different type of score. You start doing that across an organization, people are like, well, I wish I had that boss. Because, it's all over the map. Yeah, that boss is giving the good reviews and, and sort of like your teachers in school, right? I love that teacher because he's lenient and my teacher's strict. So we recognize that there's an inherent unfairness in some of that and, and there's no way to, re- to remove it in most situations. It's just, you're going to have to live with it. But what you want to do as a manager is you want to create that richness in the, the, the stuff you're talking about. You want to make sure that it's real stuff. It's not vague. It's not meaningless, but it's actually something that connects with their work. And when they leave, they're like, hey, this person's on my side. You know, my leader is for me. And that's really what we want to do in the performance review. And so you've heard us talk about the problems and you're thinking, is there any hope for performance reviews? Maybe we should just chuck the whole thing. I know some companies have, but we don't think you have to. We think there's a way to do this well. And we'll be talking about that in our next modules. Hey, thanks again for tuning in to Let's Talk Teams. If you have any other questions, we'd love to talk with you. You can hit us up on Twitter at UpTickApp, or you can also message us personally. Our info is in the show notes. And if you want to make your one-on-ones better with your team or with your manager, check out Uptick by visiting upticapp.com.